Hello Hopers, it's Thursday's Hope Daily again, and today I am going to be talking about purpose. That's right, as I continue my journey through Live in Grace, Walk in Love, a 365-day journey by Bob Goff, today I will be looking at the 19th entry of his book, which is called God Doesn't Try to Entice Us with Success or Punish Us with Failure. He wants to captivate us with purpose. A very interesting premise, a very interesting kind of central focus for this day of the devotional. Golf introduces this idea that God doesn't try to entice us with success or punish us with failure um, by looking back at how children are raised, right? And how when we are children and when we are growing up, things can seem very performance-based, transactional even, right? A scale where the good things that we do get us rewards and the bad things that we do get us punishment. This is probably most prevalent at school, right? You do your homework, you pass your tests, you stay quiet and sit tight in your chair, you know, keep your hands to yourself, don't try and steal anyone's snacks, don't cheat on your tests, all that kind of stuff. If we follow the rules in school, then we are rewarded naturally by the way the system is built. And the rewards can range anywhere from just good grades and the uh, love and admiration of your teacher, the respect of your classmates. It can range all the way from that to actual, like, prizes, you know, from a treasure chest as a kid, stickers, or as a high schooler, maybe uh, recommendations, more opportunities, all kinds of things that we get as rewards in school for doing as we're told. And obviously we get punished also for the things that we do wrong when we're in school, right? You get detention, you get Fs, you get uh, moved to the back of the class, moved to the front of the class, depending on which one you want less. Uh, there's all kinds of things. You lose recess, lose lunch, all kinds of things that teachers and principals can do to us when we fail to behave. At home, it can be similar, right? Sometimes parents have reward systems set up to encourage good behavior and discourage bad behavior in their own homes, right? If you stay up too late, you're watching too much YouTube after you were told not to, you fail a test at school, the whole school thing comes back around, would then maybe you're grounded or you get something taken away from you. And if you get straight A's and you do really well and your teacher calls home to say how great of a kid you've been and you, or your parent catches you being really nice to your sister or your brother or to sharing your toys, that kind of thing, then your parent might take you out for ice cream or order pizza or buy you the, your gift for Christmas. And this reward and punishment scale structure for living does not change as, we're, as we become adults. In fact, I argue that life becomes even more performance-based the older you get, right? As you get to high school, your test scores really matter a lot more. You get to college and you need to get your good grades so you can get your degree. You need to use your degree to get a good job. You need to do well at your job in order to get higher pay. There's all and if you and depending on your job, people will look at you differently. People are very frequently judged based on their occupation. People are also very frequently judged based on how well they are providing for their family, based on what they own, based on where they live, based on how big their house is, based on all kinds of things. So all in all, our lives as human beings are often reduced to what we do and how well we do it. We live a performance-based system, and I think that's pretty encouraged, especially in our culture here in the United States. But is God like that? Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't expect us to do certain things and God doesn't expect us to behave a certain way, but 
God does not reward us with his love based on how well we're doing. God does not punish us by withdrawing his love and his blessings based on how poorly we're doing. If that were the case, if that was how God worked, then none of us would receive any blessings ever. We turn your attention to Psalm 53 verses 1 through 3. It says, The fool says in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt, doing abominable iniquity. There is none who does good. God looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. They have all fallen away. Together they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. Now you might listen to this verse and think, well, I don't say there is no God. But here's the thing is we all doubt, first of all. But even if you never doubt, we know that God allows good things to happen to all people. And so if God will give blessings to people who do no good according to this psalm, ever, then how much more merciful would he be to us as believers? And Bob Goff gives us, as his verse for this day's devotional, Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39, which read, I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So hearing that, hearing this idea that there's nothing, nothing in all of creation that can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord, why do we allow our failures, our setbacks, our mistakes to hold us back so much and to make us feel so ashamed that we stop moving forward with God? Why do we let that happen when right here we see that nothing can separate us from God? Why do we let ourselves feel unworthy of God when we believe and we've put our faith in Him and even though we make mistakes, He continues to bless us? We are not children of a petty God that punishes us for every mistake. We are children of a God who is so loving and righteous and generous that he sent his son and sacrificed him in order for us to have salvation. Salvation which we do not deserve because as Psalm 53 verse 3 says, there is none who does good, not even one. So what are we supposed to do? Instead of being, um, instead of seeing our relationship with God as transactional and as a give and take and as a performance-based system where God's constantly grading us and based on how well we're doing, giving us our blessings or our punishments, what do we do instead? Well, Bob Goff suggests that we are instead captivated with the purpose that God's given us for our lives and focused on that entirely. And that is just great advice. I mean, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21 says that many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Our plans are generally fruitless anyway. So why think of anything else? Why be captivated by anything else except for the purpose of the Lord that will stand? And what is the purpose of the Lord? Well, to love God and love others, right? That is what Jesus tells us. That's what this whole book's about is walking in love, walking in grace while living in love and walking in grace, according to the title. The Great Commission to take our love and our obedience to God and, and our example as ambassadors of Christ and go out into the world and share it with other people out of our love, right? To share with them the good news that can save them as well and change their lives as well. To be transformed, to not be conformed, but to be renewed in our minds, to be new creations. All of these things that we've been discussing, all of these things that you've heard, all of these things that you know that are the Christian 
walk. That is the purpose that should captivate us rather and distract us. Honestly, we should be distracted by our love for God and God's love for us to the point that we don't notice the mistakes we're making. We're just so busy moving forward and growing and spiritually transforming that the mistakes that we make along the way are erased so quickly by our progress in our relationship with God, not as people, but in our relationship with God, that we're just so excited about his love for us that we don't have time to feel guilt and shame. Because at the end of the day, guilt and shame are sins that branch off of pride. That's what I want to leave with you with today, is this, this idea that we can't be held back by our failures. We can't see God as a manager or a boss who is judging our performance. We have to walk alongside him in relationship and just trust in his plans, trust in his purpose, and be truly captivated by his love for us. And if we're constantly, think about it, if you're constantly questioning whether or not someone loves you, then how much faith do you really have in that relationship? We need to have more faith in our relationship with God and his promises than we generally do. So I pray that for you. I pray that you'll be blessed with boundless faith and captivation in the love of God. Thanks for listening.